it's Lily. And this is Rebecca. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. <laughs> Every I wanted to go, hi. <laughs> Never ends. One okay. of these days it'll come out and it's just going to be like perfect harmony. It's going to be so beautiful that people are just going to start crying. It's going to be, you know in Harry Potter when he goes under the water and opens the thing up when he's in the bathtub and he's yes. like, Ooh. Like one day. Just like that. Yeah. All right, guys. Welcome back to our uh, Just Gooey Things podcast. And we're your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hi. Hope you guys all had an amazing week. Um, actually, by the time this episode comes out, Ghost Nation, which Yay. has our boys Steve Gonzalez, Dave Tango, and Jason Hawes is going to be Yay. out on the Travel Channel. I'm so excited. I'm really, really, really excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how I'm spending my Friday night. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be on every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time um, on the Travel Channel. So you guys should definitely check that out if, you know, you didn't know about that um, beforehand. I know I posted <laughs> it on our Instagram. And he and uh, Steve, Steve commented. I'm like, awesome. we're a squad we're pretty, now. Yeah, we're pretty much best friends. Like, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought we would just get started right into this episode because I don't know about you, Lil, but I have a lot to talk about with all of my research. Yeah. So um, today we're going to be talking about cursed games, cursed rituals. Um, yeah, you know, it's Halloween season, so the topics are just going to get spookier and spookier. We're going to have a good ha- first Halloween season, I think. Yes. But um, I do want to put this out there just as like a legal thing. Um, we highly are against you guys trying out these games. Oh, yeah. No, don't do anything. Yeah, don't do this. Yes. Um, I mean, if you guys end up doing it um, and you survive, definitely tell us about it. But we're not telling you to do it because yeah. um, at least from mine, um, there's not really any good outcomes from this except my last story, uh, my last game that I'm going to mm-hmm. be talking about. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, play at your own risk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I can't really. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Just oh, wait, don't. Are, you doing, are you doing Bloody Mary at all? No. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? The reason why I cho- I didn't do Bloody Mary is I just felt like everyone knows which one yeah. that is. So I picked a few that I felt like you may have heard of, but you don't know the exact yeah. rules and like people's experiences. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, I don't know if you ever did this in school to play Bloody Mary during lunchtime. Oh, absolutely. We had yeah. a bathroom dedicated to Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. And, like, my In the bathroom, basement of the school. Yeah, the low-budget school. Like, literally, everything was dim lit. It looked <laughs> like it was from the 1950s. A girl probably mm-hmm. died in the bathroom. Like, it just looked like the perfect Definitely. place to play Bloody Mary. Um, yeah. And I swear... One time I was playing with my friends and all the lights went off in the in the bathroom and there was no one else near like the light fixture or anything. It could have also been because it was a low budget school. Yeah, right. They didn't pay their electric bill. Exactly. But, it was I mean, yeah. I think it, I, I'd like to say it was Bloody Mary. Yeah, we used to do that. We had um we so all of the the schools, I don't know about you, but most of the schools in my school system were there from the time like pretty much since the town was open like the middle school now uh-huh. that has um like the younger kids used to be the high school and it's it's like such a small 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 building even with even with an addition there's not a lot of room in it but we had 
the one, so all the rooms are small, all the bathrooms are really small, but in the basement, we had one really big girl's room. Okay. The other bathrooms probably had two or three stalls. Okay. This bathroom had eight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and it was big, and it was like stalls on two sides, but then there was a big mirror, and it was spooky, and it was like, do you remember how you would do like a costume parade at yes, Halloween? Yes, yes, That's yes. where the girls would go to change. They'd all go into the basement because it was really, it was just one big room, mm-hmm. but we used to go, and we'd be like, can we go to the bathroom? And they'd be like by the like cafeteria or whatever, and they'd be like, yeah, but go to that one. Like, yeah. go to the one with two stalls and no working sink. That's the one you get. We'd be like, hee hee. Sure, and then we just like sneak around and go, and it was the scariest. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. Uh uh, uh uh. I probably had like a Paul Frank t shirt on and some (laughs) gauchos or something. Oh my god, a headband, the monkey, um, Bobby, it was a Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby Jack, that's what it was, right? Yeah. And like the that bunny that had the attitude. Oh, happy bunny! Yes. Oh, oh my god! I remember my babysitter had a little air freshener with the smiling bunny on it, and it said, "I hate everything." And my brother and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. I thought it was so funny, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, why is he so? Why yeah. is this bunny so negative?" And then growing up, now I understand. Exactly yeah, I am the bunny. bunny. Yeah, I'm yeah. Bunny. <laughs> it was just foreshadowing us for the future. Exactly. Okay. So, I'm going to start with my experiences. So, um, my experience is my research. <laughs> I've never done any of these games. Don't plan on it. So, yeah. just putting that out there. So, I'm sure most of you horror lovers have heard of the infamous Midnight Man and his game, but it's just super creepy. So, I thought we'd do a little bit of research on it. So, um, when when you think about the game, what comes to mind? A game that's played in the dark? the creepypasta, or even a video game adaptation. And while all those are valid, the Midnight Game actually derived from ancient pagan ritual, which was used as a form of punishment for those who disobeyed the gods. And the game itself is pretty simple, but the ritual summoning is complex, and not for those of you who can't see something to the end or follow rules closely. So for those of you with a morbid curiosity, this is how you summon the Midnight Man and how to play this game. So... First things first, um, the supplies that you need is, of course, a candle, candle holder, plenty of matches, and no, you cannot substitute the matches for a lighter, it has to be matches, a pen and paper, something to draw blood with, oh. uh-huh, a wooden front door, okay, salt, and um, yeah, that's pretty much all you need for supplies. And um, so I'm going to be telling you what you're going to be doing during this process. So everything should be set up and ready before 12 a.m. Because that's when you need to start the actual okay. ritual at 12 a.m. sharp. Um, and if you don't follow it at exactly 12 a.m., it's just going to fuck everything up. So. Okay. Um, so what you're going to do is write your name on the paper with the pen. Then you're going to prick yourself and drop a blood. Um, don't actually blood. do this. Yeah. Just so you know. Just letting you know. If Hypothetically speaking, do if you're going to do this. Do not cite us as your inspiration. Yes. And motivation to play these games. Please don't. And um, then you put a drop of blood on the paper. You gather the rest of the supplies that I listed. And then you place the paper with your name and blood in front of the wooden door. Turn off all your lights, electronics, etc., and then light your candle. And then once it's reached, and this is all before 11:59, you set um, you set your lit candle next to the paper, and then begin knocking on your door 22 times, completing the 22nd knock as the clock strikes midnight. So, if hypothetically speaking, if you're gonna do this, <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to kind of plan ahead how everything's gonna match yeah. up because that 22nd knock has to come at exactly midnight. 
Um, after the 22nd knock, open your door, blow out your candle. Close <laughs> I'm already <the> nervous. <laughs> close your door and immediately relight your candle. Begin moving all over the house. Don't stop moving. Keep doing this until 3.33 a.m. And like I said, the game itself is fairly simple or so it seems. So, But during the course of the game, be mindful of the following. One, do not stay in one place for longer than a few seconds at most or else he will catch you. <laughs> do not taunt the midnight man. If your candle does go out and you're unable to relight it within about 15 seconds, stop what you're doing, draw a circle of salt around you, and do not move until 3.33 a.m. Do not leave your house until the game is ended, and even if you aren't sure of the sum- if the summoning worked, follow the rules until 3.33 a.m. just to be safe. It's better to be safe. I'm sorry, guys. Do not go to sleep during the game. Do not turn on any lights or electronics because your candle is the only light source allowed. Oh, no. You'll know when he's near as you'll feel panic, dread. You'll hear voices, see movement out of the corner of your eye. You'll hear knocks and thuds throughout the house, etc. So long story short, do not let him catch you during this game. Oh, my God. This is yours are so much scarier yes. than mine. So, because some, some say he will make you hallucinate your greatest fear. And some say he will haunt you for the rest of your life. And others say he will rip out your organs one by one if he catches you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they get the source that he'll rip out your organs one by one if he catches you. I don't know anyone that's lived to tell that tale. Um, <laughs> just saying, but that is out there. So don't Your word on the street don't is your boy's a cannibal. <laughs> so um, I thought, all right, who's psycho enough to actually try out these games? But According to Reddit, there are a few people yeah. that wanted to try this out. I'm already so, scared. I'm going to read you an experience from December 23rd, 2013, where the, uh, where the person that experienced this named Jake and his cousin Tom were home alone. He continues by saying, my parents and siblings had left for Maryland earlier in the day to visit with our grandparents for Christmas. The plan was for us to join them on Christmas Eve. I had to dog sit and my cousin Tom was keeping me company. They had left at roughly 2 p.m., and by night we were completely bored. We started watching some horror movies and had gotten in the horror movie mood. Not scared, but excited. It's hard to explain the feeling. Excited to be scared? I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So, a Google search led us to this amazingly simple game. We had everything we needed already at home, and we could do it. There was something neither of us believed would work, even the tiniest bit. Our plan was to disprove this for science. Smart, right? Let me describe my house real quick. Pretty average, two-story house, four-bedroom, two-bath, large basement, and living room. Typical household. So then he goes into, like, a timestamp of the whole game. Okay. So 11 p.m., this is, to me, when our night started. We started to assemble everything we would need in the kitchen. Two large candles, two note cards, a sewing needle, two lighters, two bags of salt, and a silver cross on a chain, which was hung up on my sister's door to keep whatever we summoned out of it worked. When we finished collecting all of this... We were pretty excited and were, and were definitely no longer bored. So 11.58 comes around. After writing down our names, both me and Tom pricked our fingers and put a dot of blood on our pieces of paper and stepped outside with all our supplies. We placed our bloodied names on the doorstep and waited for midnight. And at 11.59, we knocked on our door 22 times. 12 o'clock. 
We walked into my house, lit our candles, and commenced the game. It was pretty simple for a while, walking around pretending we could feel cold spots and basically playing the paranormal investigator. We played this for about an hour before we got bored. I decided I was done playing this dumb game and sat down on the couch with my candle and talked to Tom, who was pretty much the same as I was about the game. This is where they went wrong. Oh, no. We managed to talk for maybe five minutes. I was looking at Tom, and he was looking around when he stopped talking in mid-sentence, his eyes fixed on something. Without saying a word, I look over to see what he saw, and in that doorway was a very black outline. Darker than pitch black, blacker than the blackness of the house outline in the darkness. This was standing in the doorway to the kitchen leading to the living room. It was almost human, but my... my <laughs> it was almost human, but so much worse. His head was touching the top of the doorway, and his shoulder was touching the sides. This thing's arms were down near my knees. <laughs> if my if I was standing in that doorway, so this guy, this thing is just overpowering, like huge. Um, this thing's eyes were the darkest part. It's like the darkness condensed so far that it created a hole in the world. It looked right at us. The only reason I know that this thing was not a figment of my imagination was that when I started describing it, Tom finished the description. We ran into my room, which had felt the safest the entire night. We did not shut the door, which was against the rules. If you close the door, it would know exactly where you were. So we saw this thing pass the door and go down the hallway. As it did, this draft I've created blue this draft I cr- it created blew out my candle. A draft is too kind of word uh, for this type of wind that overpowered the room. I could not get it to light. I finally lit my candle at the 10 second count. Tom was freaking out about it and <laughs> shit. And I was desperately praying I didn't need to draw a salt circle. If I did, Tom would have to venture out alone and I'd be sitting all on my own in a salt circle in the pitch black with no candle <laughs> and darkness for company. At this point, we, descri- we decided we needed to get downstairs and stay there. Finally, 2.30 a.m. We walked quickly but silently down the stairs and huddled in the basement corner near the fireplace. I do not know how we managed it, but we somehow managed to create what I can only describe as a bubble of positive energy. During this time, we talked about everything we would... we. Uh, that we could think of to keep the good energy. This was by far the hardest thing I've done. How hard it is to think of good things, you might ask. Well, the entire time we were downstairs, footprints were stomping up and down the stairs, all through the kitchen and the hallway above us. And every once in a while, we could see a face looking at us from the stairs. Mm. So I would say it was pretty damn hard to keep that shield up. No, yeah, I, I don't know how you did it. God bless. We sat down there for what felt like years and years. The clock on the wall seemed to move way too slow. When 3.33 finally came around, the worst part was that my phone suddenly turned on at full volume. I do take this, though, as this thing was saying goodbye in its own way. Oh. That's not all. That's fucking horrifying, Lil. Well, yeah, but it said goodbye. I, I'm just, yeah, Guys, I don't know. Sorry I couldn't kill you this time. Maybe next time. True. We immediately, we'll pick up where we left off. <laughs> we immediately left and booked it out of there and just got in the car and drove till daylight. Neither of us were able to believe what had just happened. That's terrifying. So this person's summary goes, what I took away uh, <laughs> from this is that I don't fucking mess with the paranormal. <laughs> these, boards, uh, these boards to communicate with spirits or flipping voodoo will screw you over. This thing seems to feed on negative energy, and unless you've experienced something like this, I don't know if you can understand how much of this seems to be in your head. 
We only do this again to prove we are not crazy and with someone else to prove it. I apologize if my writing sucks. Please write in the comments if you have done this game or are planning on it. Oh! Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was horrifying. uh, Oh. So then, um, I was like, all right, this is one fucked up experience, but let me see... What else is there on Reddit? So then I found a second experience. Oh, no. And it goes, hey, boys and girls, my name is Kenny. It has now been three days since I've attempted the Midnight Man ritual. Sorry to say, it's taken me a few days to collect my thoughts. I made a post the following day to caution any any other dabbler from doing exactly that, dabbling where they don't belong. I wrote my name on a page from my sketchbook. I do a lot of drawing in my spare time and quite well if I do say so myself. Oh, he's plugging himself. Oh, way to go. I pricked my finger with a knife turned the remaining light off, and placed the page beside the front door as instructed. I lit the candle and knocked 22 times. It was 12 a.m. I opened the door and blew out the candle. I remember shuddering as I closed the door, then reminding myself that I shouldn't be scared. It probably wasn't real. So I picked the candle I picked the candle to light it, and it wouldn't fucking light. The lighter kept flicking sparks, but it had been fine when I had tested it earlier. At this point, I froze the fuck up, and my thumb was the only thing moving. It was probably only about 10 seconds of futile flicking until I started moving, but it felt like at least 30. Interestingly though, as soon as I had moved about two steps, the candle lit and the lighter seemed fine after that. It's interesting too, as he used a lighter, he didn't even use a match, so. Um, So as I started walking down the hallway, now utterly terrified but forcing myself to continue, I distracted myself from reciting song lyrics. The candle flickered once or twice throughout the night, but didn't go out um, for one more time. It must have been towards the end, well past 2 a.m., when I was when I was cowering behind some flowers in the greenhouse. Now, might be the time to explain that in the center of my house, we have a greenhouse. It doesn't require leaving the house to reach. However, it does have a glass roof. I figured that since I considered it part of the house, since it's the center of the house, I wasn't breaking the rules of the games. Well, Hmm. you already broke the rules by using a lighter, but whatever. (laughs) I'm not salty or anything. So there I was, crouched behind one of the plants when the candle went out. I think it's important to note that I felt very cold at this time, although I wasn't sure if my fear was the cause or because the midnight man was nearby. Mm. I was trying frantically to relight the candle as I crouched there, terrified now. Then I heard a trickling of water on the plant I was crouched behind, so I brushed the leaves aside, and the hot steam splashed me full in the face. Now, this I might have been embarrassed about if I wasn't so fucking petrified. (laughs) There was a dark figure standing before me. The midnight man was pissing on me. (laughs) (laughs) When I read this, I really couldn't believe it. Um, Finally, the lighter relit the candle, and I had light again. It had definitely been over 10 seconds this time, and I'd forgotten all about surrounding myself in the salt at that point in time. Things got weirder still because the candle illuminated the Midnight Man. I saw the Midnight Man had conjured the appearance of my own dad. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. I stayed there. I was too scared to move. Now I, I know. This is scary, Loki. Now I'd gotten the candle lit again. The Midnight Man moved away from me, and I was able to hide in my bedroom until 3.33 a.m., had passed and the game was over. Oof. Since then, I've been quite scared of sleeping through Christmas without the Christmas lights on, but I think I'm recovering a little now. What do you guys think about my experience? Can anyone explain why the Midnight Man almost seemed to give me a second chance? <laughs> that well, I mean, he probably felt bad he pissed on you. Honestly, like, 
Now I understand when he said it took, I just needed some time to really focus on my story. I mean, and not only did the thing piss on him, but it was in the form of his dad. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is hysterical. But yeah, so that's my Midnight Man experiences that I found online. So let us know if if you decide to try the game. Um, Which we are not condoning. Yes. Um, but if you do. one pisses on you. That's insane. Right? Like, what the hell? I don't know which is which of those I'd rather have happen to me. Would I rather, you know, have a ghost pee on me or have, a, you know, or almost die from a ghost? You know what I mean? Like, which is worse? I feel like I'd still rather be peed on. But see, that's also like, but see, like, a ghost, like, wanting to kill you because you're, like, fucking with its afterlife, like, you're being disrespectful. But if you get peed on, you're being disrespected. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, which way? I, I don't know. All right, Lil. Well, what's your next? That's, what's your next story? So my uh, my story is. Sorry, I'm just watching Loki be like a little diva. Um, so it's the Charlie Charlie challenge. Okay. So I looked at, when I looked this up, I also looked up kind of like the origins and everything, mm-hmm. and it's funny. It started out it, as it um, in Mexico, apparently, allegedly. It was a, a Mexican game, and then out of nowhere, it hit Britain, and once it hit Britain, it hit the U.S., okay. and it was all over the internet. So yeah, I remember it, when that first went viral. Yeah, so it says, traditionally, this version with the crossed pencils was called the Juego de la Lapiceria. I can't... I, I, that was actually pretty good, though. Yeah? Yeah. Solid. Um so Charlie Charlie was a distinct game, but it was played with colored pencils. And at some point, the internet kind of merged the two. Okay. So in either case, both have always had demonic or supernatural connotations. And one site calls Lapicera <laughs> the poor man's Ouija board. Mm. So uh, various corners of the Spanish-speaking internet say that Charlie is a child who committed suicide or was the victim of a fatal car accident or a uh, pagan Mexican deity who now convenes with the Christian devil. Ooh. Yeah, so the Mexican deity bit, at least, uh, I think it was All That Is Interesting or some website said, quote, is demonstrably true. Get it? Demonstrably. Get it? Like like demonstrating, but also demon. Ah, ah, I like that. See, I'm not sure if that pun was intended or if I'm just always looking for shitty I think jokes. Look, I, th- I, think, I think you just uh, find jokes. Uh, well, anyways, but yeah. So the game is simple. You draw a grid on a piece of paper with yes and no in the boxes, and you balance one pencil on top of another in the shape of a cross and ask something along the lines of, Charlie, Charlie, are you here? Or Charlie, Charlie, can we play? So... There's a whole bunch of different ways to set up the board orders in which you should do it. Okay. Some people say to um, make the things in an X, but yeah, basically you want it in quadrants and you want two yeses and two no quadrants. Okay. So, here we go. 
Tell me how to play. This is from Reddit. I didn't find I didn't have as much I didn't find a lot of really good, like juicy storytellings. I found a couple and then they were like the end. That's the yeah. end of my story. And I'm like, shit. But like it, I feel like it's a lot of visual, like a lot of like if you guys look up on YouTube or like yeah, especially with Charlie Charlie Challenge, and I they feel did like memes about it, it too. Used to be really popular. Yes, that's where everyone's saying it. Yeah, rest in peace. So, um, I found something on Reddit, and I don't know how to pronounce this Reddit user's name, so I'm just not gonna. <laughs> um, but it says, "I did the Charlie Challenge. Now there's something inhuman in my apartment." <laughs> So it says, I barely make posts on Reddit, and when I do, then it's just for good reasons like now. Sorry for any grammatical mistakes. English isn't my first language. That's okay. Lily already went through and edited everything. I did. I I skimmed through all of these. I find a lot of um, commas really get me. Like, people just throw, like, it's either, like, there's no commas, and it's a barren wasteland... With no punctuation, or people go like comma crazy and they think they're listing everything. It's insane. Loki. I'm gonna kick him out. There. Loki's the punctuation popper. I just came up with that right now. Oh! Sorry, guys. Anyways, punctuation popper. That could be like he's like a superhero. Oh. We could put a little like exclamation point on like a little um a little cape. cape. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm here for it. Okay. okay. So, for starters, I live in a two-room apartment with my mother and my one-year-old daughter, Alicia, located in Vienna, Austria. It's hard as a single mother to raise a child who's wild and energetic. I guess she's got that kind of behavior from her biological father. <laughs> Damn, I love it. I know. This is a really fun one. Well, I mean, it's not fun, but... Anyways, I needed some time for myself, so I asked my former mother-in-law to take care of Alicia for a few hours. Happily, she took that offer, more because she didn't see her for a while, thanks to her son and my ex. But that's another story. (laughs) I picked her up with her car. My mother went out, so I was completely alone. Boredom got the best of me, so I just thought, hey, let's see what's new on Facebook. I scrolled through the newsfeed, and after some time, I saw the first post of a group I joined a few years ago. Just telling you, I'm not into these group chats and posts, and I only check Facebook when some of my favorite celebs post so I could like it. (laughs) I love this already. Keeping it real. This girl's post was about a challenge called Charlie Charlie. To be honest, I love those paranormal things like Ouija boards or glass moving. Reading her post on how to summon a spirit called Charlie, which you can now ask questions if you have permission to, gave me the idea to do the same. Call me dumb, but I was home alone and bored. (laughs) I love that. I can think of a solid... Five things I'd rather do when I'm home alone than... Summon a demon? Yeah. (laughs) But that's me personally. (laughs) I will tell you quickly how to play it. I changed a few details so you won't make the same mistake as me, but I know you guys, you will find the instructions by yourself. Yep, about right. Okay, so... All you need is a chart and two pencils. Step one, draw a normal cross on the chart so you have four boxes. Step two, write yes in the first box... Then no in the second one next to the first one. Below the second box, write yes. And in the last box, no. Now you see the same words are across from each other. Lay, lay down one pencil on the vertical line. You dr- Wait. <laughs> I went through this. Lay down one pencil on the vertical line and then draw the cross. Lay 
the second pencil onto the first, but horizontal. Now your chart has to look like this, and then there's a little thumbnail from Google Images of what it's supposed to look like. Before you can ask Charlie, say this three times. Charlie, Charlie, let me ask you. If the horizontal lying pencil is moving to yes, you are now allowed to ask it questions. If it's no, you have to say immediately, Charlie, Charlie, now it's over. Three times to stop the game, because it could end badly, and this entity could haunt you forever. All right. Step five, ask questions, but it's not going to answer every time. If it's not answering after five questions, end the game like I told you to in step four. Step six, after you are finished asking, end the game like I told you in step four. Then take the piece of paper from the chart and burn it so Charlie won't come back next time you summon it. I'm begging you, please don't play this game like how I described it. I really changed some steps, and I don't know what to do if you use my instructions. So I I read this, and I thought when I read it out loud, it would make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So I don't know if this person <laughs> is saying to set it up this she way. She purposely seemed to give a little bit of misdirection so that people oh okay do it. Yeah, because when I read it in my but head, it didn't make can, a lot of sense. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I played the game like the way the girl on Facebook posted the tutorial. At first, everything went pretty normal. I waited for permission to ask the questions, but the pencil didn't move. There wasn't any advice of what to do if the pencil didn't move, so I chanted, Charlie, Charlie, let me ask you three times again. Guess what? Nothing. At this time, I got frustrated and turned on the TV. The chart with the pencils laid still on the table. Quite some minutes later, the hell began. First thing I heard was whispering. I set it off as imagination. Free- hey, things are getting good here. Sorry. I was just getting ice. I'm listening. <laughs> Your girl needs water. She's parched. Keep reading. <laughs> okay. Um, first thing I heard was whispering. I set it off as imagination, free and ridiculous. As imagination, free and ridiculously imagination. I don't know what that means. The next thing what the next thing was the chilling feeling I got after the whispering ended cold turkey. Turning on the heater, it didn't feel better. I felt it in my guts that someone was watching me, but I was too afraid to turn around. I hoped that if I ignore it, it would go away by itself. Boy was I wrong. <laughs> It got colder and colder, but the thermometer said 20 degrees, which is 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and it never changed. What in the world is going on here? As I was looking for my phone to call my mom, I heard a loud thud. I instantly ran to the storage room and locked myself in, scared and freaked out. None of my neighbors are at home on the weekends, so I knew this noise didn't come from them. No signal on my phone. I tried to find a spot where I got better reception. Then I heard the whispering again, but this time I almost understood what it said. That's creepy as well. I still hear it. If anyone is reading this right now, please give me some advice. It is now 11.07 p.m., and my mother should have been back a long time ago. My former mother-in-law didn't bring Alicia back. The end. That was... That was a roller coaster. I just want to... Can you repeat what she said? So... (laughs) It's mostly... (laughs) So I'm not... Okay. (laughs) That's 
gonna give me nightmares. Yeah. Just here. Do you want me to do it like lower and creepier? Hot me. This is definitely going on your voice room. <laughs> Good job, Mo. Yeah. So that's that. It was a little scattered, but honestly, it's all I could find that was text and not a video. Yeah. But I mean, you guys could we could probably find one and post it on our Instagram at Just Schooling Things Podcast. But most of you guys heard Charlie Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Charlie Challenge. I don't know. I thought it was fun. And I thought it was funny how she's just like ragging on her baby's father. Like, oh, I guess she gets that from her father. (laughs) Like, that would be me. Be like, my baby's a demon. She takes after her father. (laughs) Okay. So my next. Oh, um, yours is going to be like extra scary, probably. Oh, hell yeah. All of mine are super scary. You took all the good ones. Fuck. You took all the good ones. You're salty because I found these first before you. Yeah. Lily's salty. Like the, like the salt you use to protect yourself against demons. The salt you put yourself in a circle in. <laughs> okay. So this is called One Man Hide and Go Seek. So this is also another game that has deep roots in a ritual. So um, in this game, you summon a spirit into the body of a doll <laughs> who then plays hide and seek with you. Doll in the hall. So seems innocent enough, you know, right? Yeah, doll in the hall. Um, but think about it. If you're like me, who has a deep fear of creepy dolls, <laughs> this is like your worst nightmare. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's get into how you summon this entity and what it said, uh, what's said to go down after you possibly ruin your life. Ooh. So um, to do this ritual, which, like I said, don't do this, okay? <laughs> but if you do, it's not our fault because we do not suggest you do this, okay? Cool. Um, so you'll need a doll, obviously. <laughs> Kidding's bye. So <laughs> scissors or something else sharp, red thread and a needle, uh, rice, hair and or nail clippings from yourself. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. A salt water in a cup, a bathroom. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, there's going to be a fair amount of work for this ritual, so you've been warned. And an important note to this: you must name this doll. This will not work if you do not if you have not named the doll. And no, you cannot give the doll your name. Not like I want to give this doll my. Fucking name. <laughs> um, you'll exp- you'll see why. So once you have everything, go into the bathroom and cut the doll open. Remove all the fluff and filling. Then restuff it with the rice and clippings. Sew the doll back up with the red thread, using any remaining thread to tie up the doll. Run a bath filled with water, put the doll on the sink counter, and then go to your hiding spot. Place the cup of salt water and the sharp object on the floor of your hiding spot. Once the time reaches, which is 3 a.m., um, tell the doll, insert the name here three times. Go into the bathroom, put the doll in the water-filled tub, then go off. then turn off all the lights in your house. After you've done that, go to your hiding spot, turn on your TV, close your eyes, count to 10, then pick up the sharp object, go back into the bathroom. The, oh, so, I'm sorry, the first time you insert your name. So, for me, I'd say Rebecca, three times. Then, um, once you close your eyes, count to 10, then pick up the sharp object, go back into the bathroom, then the doll should still be there. You say to the doll, I found you, then insert the doll's name, and then mm. after you say that, you have to stab the doll with the sharp object, place the doll back onto the counter, and run back to your hiding place. Do not take the sharp object back after you've stabbed the doll. Now that you're in your hiding spot, remain silent. 
If anything happens to your TV, such as flickering images, turning itself off, that means the spirit slash doll is near. Uh, Did you just hear that noise? Yeah. Okay, I don't like that. Okay. I don't have any dolls in here, so we're good. Except, like, Loki's dog toys. All right. After you've been hidden for a bit, you have to take half, or at least as much as you can, of the salt water into your mouth. Don't swallow it. Just hold it in your mouth. Then go and search for the doll again. Make sure you bring the rest of the cup of salt water with you. Once you've found the doll, hopefully still in the bathroom, you have to pour the rest of the salt water onto it, spit the water in your mouth onto it, and tell it, I win three times. <laughs> this ends the game. This is such a <laughs> Once the game has ended, dry the doll and burn it. If there oh, my any, God. If there are any remains of the doll left, put salt on it and discard it far away. Yeah, this game is just, and this is just the beginning, guys. I haven't even told you the experience stories yet. Um, so something. Ah. That was, oh <laughs> what was that? That it was, was like a bird. bird. Oh my god, that's so scary! And it looked like it was in the house. Yeah, okay. I don't like birds when they're not out. In the house. I'm sorry. Okay, so some things to keep in mind during the game: if you have your phone, keep it on do not disturb and have the brightness at its lowest. Do not use your phone unless you need a call for help. Try to stay as calm and as silent as possible, especially if you think it's in the room with you. Try to keep all the doors unlocked in case you need to run away at any time. This is only an emergency resort. Try not to leave the house at any point during the game. Keep some natural salt with you and line the door of the room you're in. Keep some religious tools with you if it makes you feel safer. Try not to hide any places you could get stuck or cornered in. And above all, use your common sense, people. But if you're doing this game, you probably don't have any, so good luck. (laughs) So, okay, this is the first experience. And Loki wants to hear more, but he's going to sit out there with his little nose stuck in the door. Look at him. Okay. Okay. So, this reads... Hello, Phil here. I'm a visual <laughs> known as the One Man Hide and Seek, aka Living Doll Game, uh, aka Kakurembo, aka Hide and Seek with Doll, aka One Man Tag, Hide and Seek Alone, etc. In this ritual, your goal is to survive a deadly hide and seek match between you, only you, and a doll. This ritual is very popular, so I don't feel I need to explain much more than this. The game is basically summoning a demon to enter the doll and try to hide from him. Yep, that's it. So a few days ago, Daniel gave me a doll which belonged to his sister when she was a child. The doll had a very... <laughs> Should I let low- him in? Yeah, you can let him. The doll had a very creepy looking... Uh, was very creepy looking. And he said that his sister and him also had some, let's say, weird experiences with the doll as kids. So, yeah. He gave me that doll just in case I wanted to make a ritual involving dolls. And that's exactly what I did yesterday. <laughs> okay. So it was about 2.15 when I started doing the thing. I started turning off all the lights in the house. I gave a time to myself to adapt my sight to the dark. Then I grabbed the doll and placed her in a desk. With a medium long knife, I gently cut the chest of the doll and removed everything from her inside, replacing it with white rice and a fingernail of mine. After that, I put her I put her back by sewing her up. Oh, I almost forgot it. The name I chose for the doll was Isabel. Why? Because I searched on Google for dark, creepy names for girls, and I found that one, Isabel, means lonely, quiet, which is perfect for the game. Isabel? Isabel, yeah. Huh. Isabel. Is- yeah. Where is that? Isabel. 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 It's, yeah, creepy. Definitely not naming my kid that. So it was about 2.25 when I took the doll to the kitchen sink. A bathtub would work better, but my bathroom was recently cleaned, and I don't want to make it dirty again for now. 
I turned That's on the fair. sink and leave the doll in the left side of the sink. I went to my hidden place, which was my living room, and purified it with incense, as well as turn on the TV. Now I was ready to play. Actually, I had to wait until 3 a.m., but whatever. It was exactly 3 a.m. when the hide-and-seek game started. Oh, boy, 3 a.m. Sorry. What the post would I, um... I went once to the kitchen where the doll was, and looking at her, I repeated this phrase three times. Isabelle is the first. Following that, I drowned the doll in the already filled sink, grabbed a cup that I filled with salt water earlier, and run toward the living room, which I'll be calling in this game my hidden place. It was about 3.01 when I finished the act one of the game. In my hidden place, I counted to 10 and went to the kitchen. The doll was still there, for my luck. I took her out of the sink and put her in a dry place. Then I said another phrase slash mantra to the doll. I have found you, Isabelle. Yeah. I stabbed her three times with the same knife I'd used to cut her and left her there. Act two was about to start. It was about 3.05 when things started getting real. I was hidden in a place close to my couch with salt water in my mouth and a glass just a few inches away from me. The basic of the basics, but I was confident that I would be, it would be enough to stay away from Isabelle at least for the time, the time I'm allotted. The, t- the, <laughs> the TV static made a damn annoyingly loud noise. I thought this would distract Isabelle to the area, so I thought it was a good idea to turn down the volume, but the remote control was in the couch, and I would have to leave my hidden place to get it. But after two long minutes of thinking, I decided to get the remote control. I slowly walked in front of the couch in order to grab the remote control. I managed to take it, but, oh, in my peripheral vision, I saw something that creeped the fuck out of me. <laughs> Isabel was lied in the kitchen's ground with a knife in her hand. Just to clarify, I left her near the sink, not on the ground. She was hunting me already. I tried not Holy to panic, shit. and I could. I quickly returned to my hidden place. Getting the remote control was completely useless because if I turned the volume down by that point, she would have already noticed and found me and then killed me. But the main reason I didn't need to do so is because the TV turned uh, the volume down alone. The game rules say that sometimes if the TV changes sounds or images, that's a signal for the doll's close presence. <gasps> After that, I heard some distant laughter as well. I knew Isabelle was a few minutes away from finding me. It was about 3.20 when all these things started happening. Isabelle was closer than ever, and my heart was beating faster than Flash and Sonic combined. <laughs> I then decided to do the right thing. End that fucking madness before I died. I put my head and arms out on, of the hidden place and had the big surprise of finding <laughs> Isabelle just a few years away from me. No! For some reason, she wasn't holding the knife anymore. It wasn't exactly a surprise, to be honest. At this point, I actually expected that. I yelled from distance, I win, I win, I win. Then I run towards and threw the, some salt water on the doll, and the rest I put in my mouth just to spit on her. No, I was supposed to have some salt water in my mouth as well, but during the game, I spit it in the back in the glass because I felt like I couldn't stand it anymore, and I was about to swallow it. It was about 3.27 when I found Isla Bell and won the game. The act two was finally over after a long time. <gasps> now the only things left to do is burn it to the ground and get rid of the remainings. I left the house yet yesterday to throw her in a public garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't want to risk myself by sleeping with her remains in my house. It was about 4 a.m. when I found a good garbage to throw her out. Believe me, it took a lot longer for me to find a garbage away from all the houses in my neighborhood. I believe that if I left her in a private property, I would probably unintentionally curse someone, and I really didn't want to be responsible for the tragedies (laughs) of any families. So after putting Isla Bell in the place she belonged the whole time, I ran like a little scared bitch towards my house. (laughs) When I made sure she was 100% away from me, I was able to sleep calm. 
It also took a long time for me to sleep because even if she was three miles away from me, because I couldn't take the images I saw during the game out of my head, it was very hard for me to fall asleep. I told Daniel all about the experience, and he sounded very happy when I told him the doll's fate. I think he wanted that doll away a long time ago. Oh, but but not like this. (laughs) Never like this. But anyways, I'm alive and good at this moment, and nothing supernatural has happened to me after the game, but I still don't recommend it to anyone to play this. Thanks for reading, and see you guys later. Yeah. So that was the first experience. But then, you thought that was bad. Get ready for experience two, guys. <laughs> Strap in, motherfuckers, because this is a whole roller coaster ride. You'll hear why. All right? Ready? Let's get this done. All right, this is an experience from Sarah. So it reads, okay, so here's the thing. I'm an American who's been living in Japan with a host family for a study abroad. Last Sunday, my host sister... Akan told me about a game she wanted to play called Hitori Kakorembo, or Hide and Seek Alone, I think. Anyway, Akan said it was fun and some girls in her school tried it, and it was actually a way to play hide and seek and, uh, with ghosts, but she didn't want to do it alone. For someone who was skeptic, it seemed pretty harmless, and I was curious. Of course, I regret this now. No matter how skeptical or curious you may be, do not play this game. <laughs> in any case, Akane got a doll from the, hundred, from the 100 yen store, named it Arena, and I watched her tear out the stuffing and replace it with rice. Now I need two drops of blood, one from me and one from you, she muttered, trying to remember the rules her friend had told her. She pricked her finger and I pricked mine and we rubbed the blood into the rice. She then sewed it up with red thread, continuing to bind the doll with the red thread. Why are you doing that, I asked, confused. The red's supposed to represent blood vessels. We'll, we'll sever them tonight at three. The afternoon three or a morning three? morning you idiot she smirked at me. <laughs> she also made up the cups of salt water and made salt lines around her parents room what's that for i asked curiously apparently it stops a spirit from going into the room to find you so are we gonna hide in here nah that wouldn't be any fun would it i just don't want their room to get destroyed no destroyed hide. in yeah. retrospect i wish we'd stayed in there even if it had mm-hmm. been no fun or even better i wish i'd never done this without knowing fully what would happen Anyway, we went to the bathroom at 3 a.m. The rest of the family was out visiting the aunt and uncle who'd recently had a new baby. We put the doll in the bathtub with water and shouted together, Akan and Sarah are the first it. Akan and Sarah are the first it. Akan and Sarah are the first it. Then we ran out of the bathroom, turning out all the lights and switching on the TV in our hiding room to a static channel. Akan grabbed the knife and left the salt water on the table. We went back into the bathroom, and sure enough, the doll was there in the bathtub, smiling serenely up at us from the bottom. Arena, Akan, and Sarah found you, we yelled, and we yanked it out. Akan stabbed the heart and made sure to sever a lot of the red thread before dumping it back in the tub. Arena is the second it. Arena is the second it. Arena is the second it, we chanted, then ran back to the family room with the TV going. We each took a gulp of salt water, making sure not to swallow it, then held our cups firmly before settling in the closet. Akan left open a crack of the door because she wanted to watch what would happen to the TV. It was a terrible, terrible idea, and to this day, I wish we had just left the door closed. For the first five minutes, we were just waiting. Nothing was happening, and I felt relieved. Then I heard the static of the TV begin to change. Without any of us touching the remote, the TV began to switch channels. Fast enough that sentences began to form from the words of different channels. I shrunk back into the closet, terrified. The air seemed to get colder. Akan still stayed with her eyes pressed. Akan still stayed with her eyes pressed up against the crack of the closet. Quietly, I could hear footsteps and thumping. The footsteps changed and stopped in front of the closet. 
Then I heard the most chilling words of all. A con screamed and fell back to the ground. The kitchen knife we had used to stab the dog was protruding from her eye now. <gasps> the eye she used to peek through the crack of the closet ah. door. She had swallowed her water by accident, she told me. Luckily, as terrified as I was, I managed to keep the salt water in my mouth, clutching the stupid cup as well. Ah. Oh my god. I waited until the static returned to normal on the television screen. Akan was sobbing, sobbing quietly, the knife still in her eye, but she whimpered, you need to end the ritual. I did what she told me to do. I wandered around the house looking for the stupid doll. It was no longer in the bathroom. I found it sitting on Akan's bed, grinning. <gasps> I dumped the salt water and spat the salt water on it, then shouted, I win, I win, I win, loudly. Then I grasped the doll firmly and went to the neighbor's trash can and put it in a bath of gasoline before torching the motherfucker. It was now 5 a.m. I came back into the closet and told Akan it was over, so she came out of the closet, knife still embedded in her eye, and we called an ambulance. After surgery, it was determined that she would be blind in that one eye, unfortunately. Akan lied and said she tripped on the knife after getting up early to make breakfast. The scary thing is, even though I ended the ritual and burnt the doll like Akan told me, I don't think it's ended. Akan says she can still see Arena walking around the house when only that eye is open. I keep seeing things out of the corner of my eye as well. I don't know what to do. We thought we did the ritual right, but maybe it's still going on. Some weird stuff's been happening lately. Footsteps outside of my door at 3 a.m., TV changing channels and sounds warping. I keep incense burning and salt in my room to keep me safe. So does Akan. But if someone comes up to you and asks you if you want to play Hitoric Kakurembo, save yourself the castle <laughs> and just don't do it. Looking up the real directions now, we did a lot of stuff wrong. I guess from hearsay, putting blood, putting blood in it was wrong. It can curse you. That's why I thought of that as soon as I read that. We were supposed to put in fingernail clippings instead. Akan and I are going to a shrine in a couple of days to get help this Sunday. And if anyone has any advice as to what to do in case of a haunting in Japan, let me know. Oh! Oh! You got stabbed in the eye with the knife! Ah! Yeah. Oh! Yours are so much better than mine! That's just... Ah! 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 That one freaked me the hell out. That one actually gave me chills. Yeah, I... Uh, you have gooseies. I, uh, uh, this is just like a perpetual goosebump episode because I had them in the last story, too. Okay, well, um... Here, let me read just something that I got. Let's do... <laughs> uh, okay, so I have dry bones. So this one is kind of similar. It says... <clears throat> here, let me... Right, okay. This game... Is very similar to One Man Hide and Go Seek, except oh, okay. you're summoning a demon instead of a wandering spirit. This game also has a few elements of the midnight game, so it's time to break out your matches and candle again. So the summoning process for this one is freakishly simple. Here, let me move my chair. Okay. Get settled in, folks. <clears throat> you begin by turning off all your lights, lighting your candle, and going into your bathroom or any room with a mirror at 12.01 a.m., we're going to go a little... I love this. It says, we're going to go a little Bloody Mary now. Mm. You stare at your reflection until you can feel a presence in the mirror. Once you know there's something other than yourself in that mirror, you're going to do the dumbest thing known to mankind. <laughs> you are going to tell the demon, I acknowledge your presence. I welcome you into my home for a game of hide and seek until 3 a.m. Come in now. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? After that... 
After that last word has been spoken, you're going to grab your shit. Hopefully there's none in your pants and run. <laughs> try, try to be as quiet as possible while you find your hiding spot. It must be a good hiding spot as your very life and soul is on the line here. If this demon catches you, I picture your house would go real life doom level. You may want to have doom guy on speed dial. (laughs) Anyway, if you miraculously don't get caught by 3 o'clock a.m., go to the biggest room in your house and announce the game has now ended and whatever monstrosity you brought into your home is no longer welcome here and must leave. You'll most likely hear the demon before it leaves, so don't jump when you hear something right behind you. I suppose I should mention why anyone would play this game. If you win, the demon will will have to grant you a wish. Any realistic thing you want will be yours, material or otherwise. What would you wish for? That's a good question. Life hack. Wish for a million more wishes. If you can't wish for more wishes, wish that you could wish for more wishes. That's been my life hack since I was like five. Wow. You broke the system. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, Aladdin, you can't win. wish for more than one. Or like, you can't wish for more genies. Wish that you could wish for more genies. Duh. Uh, uh, duh. Whoever doesn't do that is an imbecile. Yeah. It's like you... Honestly, whoever plays this game is an imbecile. Me! <laughs> Okay, here we go. So it says, welcome, friends. Today, I will talk about the dry bones ritual. I love this one so much because it is a golden classic and so old most people know about it. And as always, let's get to the review. So this is like a full-blown experience. Like he does like percentages. This, so this is uh, Kevin K. Crane on Reddit. Oh, he's got, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does a whole ass... Good for Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. I, I honestly, so you know how I go through these first and I read and make sure there's no like weird little typos or mm-hmm. like they forgot to put a space in and there's like a weird working word or whatever. Literally, I read the first paragraph of this and I was like, this guy's going to be fun. <laughs> like I could tell within the first like few sentences, I was I like, yeah, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have to fix anything here. So let's hope I was right. But you can kind of already tell. So. Uh, I will evaluate with percentage, then I will get to the conclusion and pro tips. Feel free to correct me. After all, this is my opinion. So dry bones ritual realism is 95%. That's a pretty high percentage. Yeah. And I notice a lot of these, also these games that we were talking about, the past few are actually just rituals, mm-hmm. which I think is fun. Well, it's not fun, but interesting <laughs> that we equate those just two to each things. other. Just cool things. <laughs> so... This ritual is a gem, in my opinion. It is a pure adrenaline burster. So what is it if you don't know it? Ever heard of One Man Hide and Seek? This is the badass mode. Why? It's simple. You got salt in One Man Hide and Seek, which is considered protection. You got nothing but your beating heart in this one. You are literally playing with a doll in One Man Hide in one man hide and seek. You are playing with a very special demon in this one. Worst case scenario in one man hide... One man hide and go seek is getting stabbed. <laughs> Worst case scenario in this one is that if you lose, your bones dry up. Literally sucked out of you. You get nothing if you win in one man hide and seek. You win something valuable in this oh one. Oh my god. Conclusion. Hell no to the no no. I don't know what that means. It is a scary fucking ritual. It is far beyond fear because you will literally hear a soft scream or moan if you summoned him. And that would make me run, and that would make me run before I even start LMAO. And not to mention that this ritual has a high chance of fuck ups and losses. 
experience. My friend played it last month, and regret isn't even the word to describe how he felt after it. Let's call him Jason. He told me that he was going to do it, and I tried my best to tell him how dangerous it is. And it is an absolute nerve destroyer, but he didn't care. He tried it the first time, and the match didn't light, and the match didn't last for 15 seconds, which means a red flag, which means a red flag that he must get out of the house and come back at 6 a.m. But ouch, he didn't respect that rule. He blamed the matches. <laughs> wow, genius, Jason. <laughs> he thought that the matches were made of bad quality, so he tried to be logical and tried again. That's he messed up. Yeah, right? It didn't last five seconds this time. Guess what? He blamed the air. <laughs> he tried a third time, and it lasted 15 seconds, and he went to the largest room, and he was waiting for a soft moan, but he got a beast-like scream. Fear Ooh. hit his spinal cord and hit every nerve in his body, and, when, and it was filled with dread. He, wait. And fear hit his spinal cord and every nerve in his body was filled with dread. He ran to the closet and hid under a blanket. The problem got worse. He was going to hide in the big closet in his room, but he couldn't think straight when he heard the demonic scree- scream and he got into a small closet, which was the closest one to him. Time and shortage of air and angry demon were his enemies. He kept hearing whispers and groans and furniture going up and down. Son of a bitch was looking for Jason like a <laughs> maniac. He literally was breaking doors to find him. Jason didn't know what or how to act. Angry angry demon outside and limited air inside he decided he just can't stay for long and he had to take a leap of faith and run to the large closet and he heard the demon searching in a far room so he ran to his room and got into the large closet which he hid the in which he hid water and another blanket Fuck, it was the worst thing he did. The demon heard his steps and knew that Jason was near, so he went to find him. And then Jason felt a presence in his room and slow steps. Jason heard a groan filled with anger. Then the demon went out to look for more and fuck up more furniture. (laughs) My poor friend waited till it was 3 a.m. and ran to the largest room and ended the game. He literally had to say the ending sentence seven times till he finally heard the angry acknowledgement that the game was over. The demon didn't want to leave. 8 a.m., Jason Jason called me and another friend bugging us to help him. We got to his house. He left us a key under the mat so we could help him if something happened. My God, there was nothing in its original place. Everything was thrown away, and broken chairs and cotton were torn out, and the couches and weed... Oh, my God. One second. The family group chat just started blowing up just as shit gets good. So we got to his house and he left us a key under the mat so we could help him if something happened. And my God, there was nothing in its original place. (laughs) Everything was thrown away and broken chairs and cotton were torn out of the couches. And we found him in his closet covered in his blanket. (gasps) Jason didn't sleep that day. Oh my God. His bones didn't dry, but the tears on his face did. Oh gosh. I love that. You are one... Are you wondering what Jason wished for? I think he wished he'd be able to live after that experience. But he never told me what his real wish was. Pro tips. Fuck this game. It almost killed my friend. One, 
Don't approach it for your own sanity. Two, please don't play in your own house. Your furniture will be destroyed. Three, racing heart, shivers down your back, creepy noises. You don't want to feel that. Four, hiding place must be adequate and not air limited. Five, never leave your home during the ritual. He will stay there and no one knows if he follows. Six, deadly warning. The match didn't last for 15 seconds. Run big, boy. He doesn't want to play. (laughs) Seven, it is suggested to leave your house in case you won because you will be a terrified winner, so don't be lonely. Eight, warning. Never wish for something beyond average like a diamond or a golden yacht or some Aladdin shit. He will think the game wasn't enough for such a prize. Huh. Yep, and then... Oh, shit, there's more? I thought that was the end of it. Nine! (laughs) Deadly warning again. This is deadly warning number three, Rebecca. But wait, there's more. There's more. Never wish for someone's death. If the person you wish to be dead is protected or religious, he will come back and kill you instead. And if he actually killed the person, he will still think that game wasn't enough to honor him, and he will come for you, so ways you're fucked. 10. The game can take up to an hour to hear his moan of acknowledgement that the start of the game started, so don't get bored. 11. Never fall asleep. 13. uh, 12. Never underestimate the game. 13. Never underestimate the demon. He is good at searching. 14. One last tip. Don't get dried up. (laughs) That's a good tip. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yep. All right. So that's really, that's like the scary, Uh, scary one that I have. Dry bones. I thought it was going to involve like bestowing bones upon to a fucking, like a spooky ghost or some shit. And it had like nothing to do with bones, but that was (laughs) So to end my research on a somewhat positive note, um, I'm going to be talking about the dark reflection ritual. So the object of the dark reflection ritual is to boost your luck, although you might have to battle through a whole bunch of absolutely terrible luck in order to get there. I'm talking about, like, some Final Destination shit. Okay. So, legends about mirrors have been around for hundreds of years, right? So, in particular, some ancient civilizations believe that there's sort of a purifying effect to mirrors, and they believe that by looking one's reflection in the eyes, it would transfer a person's negative energy into the reflection of the mirror. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they believe that this was a cleansing effect, but it also had hidden dangers, and that's why breaking a mirror has also been known to cause bad luck. Think about it. If it's true, then every time you look into a mirror, you're transferring negative energy into it. So can you imagine just how much negative energy is just sitting there inside your bathroom mirror? So when you break the mirror, that negative energy is released and then causes bad luck for everyone around it. So oh. you can only think about like how like mirrors that are hundreds of years old that you see in antique yeah. shops, that probably holds a lot of crazy shit. Oh, what's that movie? Oculus? Have you seen yeah. Oculus? So what you'll need for this ritual (laughs) is a mirror of any type you don't mind breaking. So according to the manifesto, both the risk and the eventual reward for this ritual um, are stronger depending on how old the mirror is. So it makes sense if you think about it, an older mirror has been looked into more and therefore has more negative energy inside it. So the more negative negative energy that you let out, the more um, good luck that you'll have in return after the game. 
So um, you'll also need a candle of any size or color, friends to do it with, which is optional, but highly suggested. I wouldn't want to do this by myself. If I were to do it, I don't suggest you do. <laughs> I should probably warn you, once you begin this ritual, there is absolutely no way to stop it. What I'm saying is don't start it unless you plan on finishing it. Yeah. So in order to begin the ritual, you must look your reflection in the eyes, transferring mm. your negative energy into the mirror one last time. You only need to do this for a few seconds. Then you need to lean forward and breathe onto the mirror, making it fog up with your breath. Um, sources refer to this as anointing the mirror with your breath. And at first, you might find this strange, but to do a little digging, and I think you'll find the word breath once I mean something more like to a spirit, like similar to a spirit. And by breathing on the mirror, you're symbolically linking yourself to the mirror and to the negative energy contained inside. The linking is critical to the success of the ritual. Do you remember Chalk Zone? Yes. Oh I'm my god. I'm thinking about that. Oh my god. I was like the world of the other. That was a classic. Oh Who's got the chalk, chalk, chalk? <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'm listening. So, I promise. Everyone in the group needs to do the step as well before moving on to the next one. After this is completed, you can light the candle. Use the candle to burn the mirror. This agitates the negative energy inside. You only need to do this for a few seconds, though, or until there's a noticeable black mark on the mirror. Note that the longer you do this for, the more agitated the negative energy will become. Mm. If you complete the above steps, then you've tied yourself to the negative energies through the medium of your breath. This means that the negative energy will pursue wherever you go. This is why I said earlier that it would be best to complete this ritual with a group. There, if there's only one of you doing this ritual, then the neg- all the negative energy will just pursue just mm-hmm. you. But if you do with a group, it kind of like divides just, it okay. all out. So think, um, okay. it increases your odds of survival pretty much. Gotcha. Um, and bad luck will follow you through the whole night, as explained. At first, it'll start off with like small incidents, like a chip nail or a flat tire. But then the incidents will begin to escalate though as increasingly horrific things begin to happen around you. And eventually, these incidents will become life-threatening, no matter how many people you did the ritual with. Like I said, don't start this ritual unless you're planning to finish it. The only piece of advice I can give you guys for surviving the night is to remember that the negative energy is linked to you through your breath. Your breath is how the negative energy detects you, and so if you find yourself in a bad situation, try holding your breath. This should make you temporarily invisible to it. Of course, you can only hold your breath for so long, though, so be smart about how you hold your breath. (laughs) Um, At this point, you're probably thinking to yourself, why the fuck would anyone want to engage in this type of ritual? Like, why would anyone ever risk their life like this? Well, most people who try this probably didn't think that it would actually work, but there's also a reason beyond that. So the bad luck will chase you throughout the night, but if you manage to survive until dawn... Not only will you find that your run of bad luck has ended, but that a new streak of good luck is about to begin in your life. I'm doing this. So, <laughs> I'm doing this. All when or I nothing. Home alone. Double or nothing. So the first lights of dawn have a special purifying property, and if you survive until the morning, then the negative energy inside the mirror will be purified and will re-enter your body, filling you to the brim with positive energy. And after this, everything will seem to go your way. You'll find that people are generally nicer to you and that the opposite sex are extremely attracted to you or same sex if that's your thing. Um, And you'll succeed at everything you do, whether it be a job interview, an important exam, or a business venture. I would highly suggest buying your lottery ticket during that time. I gotta do this! (laughs) Lily, we're supposed to be against this. We don't want our... Listeners doing it. Uh, yeah, but if when I'm done with this, I won't get stabbed in the eyeball. Maybe someone will let me have the right of way at a four-way stop. Uh, maybe. When I deserve it. Don't get me started at four-way stops. I don't understand. I, I honestly, I don't understand. 
It's like yield to the fucking right and just go off of that. To be fair, I don't really know how it works. I just see like if I'm there first before someone else, I'm going to go first. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. If you get there at the same time and you're both making lefts, you can both go because neither of you are crossing each other's paths. If I get there at the same time, right, if I get to a four-way stop and I'm going straight and someone else gets there and they're going left, Mm -hmm. I even, like, I go first. Yeah. Because I'm not turning. Yeah. Turning is, right? like, turning is more than just going straight. Even if, so I had, for example, I was making a left, and then there was another car making a right, so we were going the same way, and I got there a considerable amount of time to the four-way stop before, mm-hmm. and I, I stopped, I counted to three, because I was by a police station, so I went Smart. one, two, three, and I went, and then this car that was across from me making a right went, and I almost T-boned him. Ugh. But see, if I did this nice little, what's this one called? The uh, Dark Reflection? The Dark Reflection, yeah. Maybe. And that, that, was, that was a big car, too. That was like an Escalade. I well, maybe. Well, I mean, clearly you did have good luck because you didn't T-bone the car. So you have to look at it that way, too. Oh, you know what? Yes. Don't play any of these games. None of us need them. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. So um, back from Lily's bad influence. I'm still mad um, about it. That was like, that was on Tuesday, too. <laughs> And I'm still, it's like it just happened. should have this in the beginning. Oh, traffic <laughs> problems with Lily. That's my solo Jersey podcast problems. spinoff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it should be noted that the amount or the duration of your good luck will be equivalent to the amount of negative energy that was in the mirror. One more thing I should probably warn you about is the timing of the ritual. The ritual needs to be started after sunset with at least six hours until dawn. Two common tricks that people try to use in regards to this ritual are starting during the daytime and starting a few minutes before dawn. Starting near dawn is probably the least dangerous of these little cheats. If you start near the dawn, then the negative energy will not have enough time to fully manifest before being purified. The energy will then simply dissipate into the air rather than doing anything, and you'll probably walk around thinking this is all a gigantic hoax. Oh! Yeah. So during the day is more dangerous, though. People start during the day thinking that the daylight will instantly nuke the bad energy and keep them safe, but that is not true. Notice that I said it was the lights of dawn that have the purifying power, not the light of day. So by starting during the day, you actually give the bad luck more time to pursue you and thus decreasing your odds of survival significantly. So just follow the fucking rules. As <laughs> people. Follow the rules. Don't think that if you're going to you do dumb about, shit. At least do dumb yeah. shit by the rules. Exactly. You got to do the cooking by the book. Have so, you ever seen that video from Lazy Town? I actually haven't. <laughs> Lazy Town. Oh my God. All right. That's all I know so, from it. This next experience is from our boy Phil again, okay? I guess this, this Phil guy, he Phil. Just does all these rituals and then talks about it online. So he goes, so it was about 1 a.m. when me and Daniel met in a local fast food restaurant. I took with me a mirror I had in my room for about two years. That mirror had always creeped me out, may I add. Um, but I've always been a bit skeptical, skeptical about supernatural things. Well, not currently, but still, though. We started a short conversation and ate some fries. I noticed people couldn't stop looking at the mirror. I don't know if they found it weird someone just took a mirror out to a fast food restaurant or if they were trying to see if they looked good. (laughs) (laughs) After leaving the fast food restaurant, we went to a vacant land nearby. I held the mirror in the center of the place, kneeling. Daniel did the same. We tried to look at the same time on the mirror. I don't know if we were actually supposed to do this because the instructions didn't say so. They say that both the players have to look at the mirror, but they don't specify if it had to be one per time or both at the same time. But anyway, I just started breathing all over the mirror to fog it. (laughs) Daniel then added another layer of breathing. And after that, I closed my hands tight and punched the mirror, breaking it completely. And they just got fast food, so they have like... 
hamburger breath oh, yeah. and they're just breathing all over each other. And then other. they're expected to like, I think they have to run or something. That's just not a good combo. combo. But anyway, no. I don't know the reason, but I did that with Extreme Rage. It looked pretty epic at the time, but it was so weird because after doing this, me and Daniel started running like little babies searching for their moms. It was about 1.35 before the ritual started for real. Actually, not for real, but it started around this time. We were like two miles away from the mirror at this point, walking normally, um, and I seemed to be more confident than Daniel about this game. He looked so scared and became so quiet all of a sudden. He maybe wasn't so comfortable because he knew that it could start happening anytime, the bad luck, but I wasn't so freaked out like him. Yet, (laughs) it only took... No more than five minutes into the game, and suddenly my wallet fell from my pocket. What the fuck? My pocket was completely intact before I left the house. So how the fuck did it get ripped out if it didn't? If I didn't do anything but mm-hmm. walk after leaving my house? I had no logical explanation, so I just grabbed my wallet, put it in an intact pocket, and then kept moving. Generally, when supposedly paranormal things happen, and I have a good logical explanation, I, t- I tell almost immediately. Daniel knows this. And he's been my friend for over 11 years now. So probably he noticed I didn't have any other way to explain this event. So it just freaked him out even more. While I grabbed my wallet, he didn't say anything and just stared at me, very shocked. My plan of the night was to survive the whole dawn in the streets of my neighborhood and only go home at 6 a.m. Why? Because I didn't want to move the bad energy along with me to my house again. The ritual would just be completely useless. I like that. It's smart. Just do it away from your house where you're supposed to live and sleep. Yeah. But Daniel wanted to go home so bad, but as he was also playing the game with me, the bad energy would follow him as well, and I did my best to convince him to not give up. So I had two problems at this point. The bad luck arrived, and Daniel was trying to give up every time something bad happened. And what kind of things happened? Well, for the first one and a half hours, just for this time, we only stumbled over some steppers in a few streets. I got a rock in my left shoe, and Daniel got a speck in one of his eyes. I don't remember each one. Only stuff on this level of unlucky happened, but Daniel panicked in every single (laughs) I admit, I was also getting a little bit scared, though. You know, stuff like that happens if you walk for hours in British streets, but the coincidences of this happening and getting bigger and bigger, the game rule said that for every hour survived, it would just get harder, and yep, that's exactly what was happening. So, finally, it was 3 a.m. when me and Daniel entered a very quiet street from my neighborhood. We didn't expect anything to happen here, but we saw from a distance three suspicious guys that looked like robbers at the end of the street. Oh, no. It shocked both of us because in the neighborhood where I live, robbers or suspicious people are very uncommon. Finding one robber here is rare. Now, consider that there were fucking three. Well, yeah, that's why they're there. So, we began thinking that that nothing that happened until that moment was just coincidence. We started moving slowly to another street close in order to not have to fight those guys. Then the guys saw us. (gasps) Then we switched from slow to maximum. (laughs) I mean, there were three, and I'm not very strong, and Daniel isn't either. (laughs) So if there was maybe one robber, we could have fought him, but three, eh, no. (laughs) We entered the other street. A car almost hit us. (gasps) Thankfully, we were able to cross the other side with safety. No, that was becoming ridiculous. Two in a row? Motherfucking no. <laughs> we decided to sit in a public a public bank a few miles away and stay there until the sun rose. We didn't want to take any kind of risk again. It was about 4 a.m. now when me and Daniel were just discussing about everything that happened until that part. Even sat in a public bank in a local <laughs> avenue, bad things happened. Like, for example, 
Three times a bus throwed water from a pool at our faces. Three times, and I'm not even kidding. So yeah, that actually happened. <coughs> and both times, <coughs> you okay? I laughed. That is all wrong. <laughs> Continue. Loki just looked at you and then realized you were fine and turned back around. He's, He's like, like this bitch. Yeah. So yeah, that actually happened. And both times, we were distracted when these things happened. Also, a random drunk guy sat on the curb next to us. Then he started talking some annoying shit. But that wasn't our biggest problem that night. That had yet to come. It was about 4.50 when we saw three shadows coming towards us. We remained quiet. The shadows came closer, closer, and closer. We tried to focus our sights on them, but we still didn't know who they were and their intentions. And gosh, why? They were the three robbers. (gasps) I'm not lying, I swear. They found us? And why would they want to catch us and not other people in the street? Okay, most people were in their house sleeping, but why Mm -hmm. us? So the middle one pointed our direction, and by lip reading, I think he said, hey, look, they're there again. So they started running (gasps) real fast towards us. We only could think of starting (laughs) running at this point. Daniel and I ran from these guys for a long enough time, actually. I'd say three full minutes of chasing. Then I looked at Daniel with an expression that he knew exactly what I meant. We did something very risky, but it was the best to do, honestly. We ungrieved ourselves, and I ran to my house, and Daniel to his. That sounded crazy, but actually made the guy stop, confused, and go away. We didn't want to risk ourselves anymore, so we went home anyway. It was about 5.10 when I got home. I was exhausted. A night full of chasing, unluck, and bad coincidences. The only thing I could think of was sleep, and so I did. It was a weird dream that night that I do not consider a nightmare. It just didn't make any sense at all. But I think it's related to all that madness, possibly. So that was my experience. I did this ritual two days ago, and I wanted to post yesterday, but I decided to leave one more day and see if all the experience was worth it. I mean, I wanted to test and see if there was any lucky rewards for doing it. <laughs> and apparently, I got some. So here's a short list of what's been going on. My, uh, I found some money on the street when going to work. My boss gave me extra cash for some reason. He didn't even say why he gave me extra money. I finally found my old PlayStation which I was trying to find since I lost it a few years ago. This was my favorite one of all. Um, and final, um, and that's pretty much what he had in regards to good luck for those first two days. Uh, so his final thoughts? Dark reflection is an easy ritual to do and may give you some great rewards after doing it, but unlike majority of my previous rituals, this one does involve physical harm, so you better be prepared if you want to try this out. Thank you guys so much and gals uh, for listening. Wow. Yeah. So. All for a PlayStation and some extra cash? Yeah, I think I just live my life. I wouldn't even bother. But, yeah. At first, when you were explaining the rules, I'm like, that's not that bad. Like, what could go wrong? Hard shit happens all the time. Crazy, difficult shit happens all the time. I can handle that. No. Nope. Not to the point where it's almost like life ruining. Yeah, that's. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. If it was like, if it was like, I don't know. It's just a little too much. In the beginning, I was so, I was so down for this. Yeah. Just look in a mirror for a couple of seconds, Mm -hmm. fuck shit up. I'm okay with that, but no. Yeah, it's crazy, but, um. Yeah. Oh, I actually wanted to talk to you guys about this too. So, um, last what was it? a few days ago? It'll be last week when this records. Um, Mike's mom, Rosie, went to a psychic again. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And um, 
Alex came through, which ah! was pretty cool. And so she had she recorded it. So that night that she had the she had the reading, we all went over for dinner and we listened to it. And um, immediately the woman was like, "I'm sensing a young man that like he um he signifies like a prince or a king. Like he like he's wearing like a crown." And that immediately that was crazy because Alex always had a crown that is still in his room. That he just loved wearing this he crown. He just wore a crown yeah. around. I love it. Yeah, and like all, like I mean, on his tombstone, he has a crown over his name. And like, ah. I mean, like that, like anytime you see a He's crown. He's like Jughead. Like, right? So. Um, I love it. So she identified with that. And then um, she was like, she specifically actually talked about Mike, which was interesting because she was saying like um, that the two younger, the two younger brothers seemed to see Alex and like feel Alex more because mm-hmm. they're more receptive to that. But Mike is more scared of the paranormal mm-hmm. and like he doesn't allow himself to take in like the things that Alex shows or yeah. makes signs. Yeah. And there's a lot of times here, like in the middle of the night, we'll hear footsteps upstairs and stuff. And like he just doesn't want to like, <laughs> think of it as anything. Like, it's wind. Yeah. Um, but, you know. The woman's like, I don't curse, but this could curses and is like telling you, like, that's fucking me. Like, <laughs> like hello, just take the sign, you know, don't be scared of it. And oh, what God. I wanted to talk about, what she was saying and how Alex was describing, like, heaven is that it's not up in the skies like what we think it is. But the um, the comparison she made was very interesting because I've never heard of this before. It's like a fan. And you know how you sometimes, like, when a fan's on and it's going really fast and every once in a while you'll see the blade, but it's pretty much yeah. just, like, you don't really see it. You just yeah. feel it. That's pretty much heaven. Like, it's all around us. It's like a fog. And it's, like, every once in a while we'll catch glimpses of it, but it's moving so fast and it's, like, in our oh dimension that, like, God. it's all around us, but, like, we, we don't see, see it. it. You have to, like, really. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then I guess, like, she was like, does um, does Alex's older brother have a girlfriend? And then, <laughs> you know, Rosie was like, yeah, it's Rebecca. And she was like, oh, she was like, um, he loves her. He was <laughs> like, um, she he, he describes her as cute but tough. Yeah! <laughs> and, like, everyone in the house is laughing. Like, yeah, that's Rebecca. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he pretty much was just talking about, like, um, in heaven, like his job is um, helping kids younger than him that have passed away um, be kids. So pretty much what he was describing was a lot of young kids passed away and all their life they were sick. Mm-hmm. So when they go to heaven and they're fine, they don't know how to play because they never were able to. So like his job is like helping kids learn how to play and like be, be young. A kid. Yeah. And so that's like apparently uh- one of his. And then he was explaining that, like, some of his jobs working there is that, like, um, it's something that he can't describe because it's something that we don't have a concept of. So I thought that was pretty interesting, you know? I don't. Right? It's hurting my brain. (laughs) And it's so sweet. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then at the end, like, he was pretty much, like, I mean, everything was so spot on. It's crazy. Like, described, like, how he passed away. Like, I mean, she knew everything. And there was no way she would have gotten any of this information. Because a lot of it was stuff that we know as a family. But, like, it wasn't put on public yeah. record. So, that was pretty interesting. And then, at the end, um, you know, he's, like, telling, like, oh, you know, tell my brothers I love them so much. And then she goes, I keep going back to the older brother's girlfriend. And then, <laughs> he was, like, and then I guess, he was, like, saying, he was, like, 
I hope you know I'm still gonna be um, the best man. Like that's still happening. Oh. And then um, and then he was like, and then she said, "Does Rebecca have like long hair?" And <laughs> like she, and my, my, Mike's mom was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like playing with her hair and like. He's like pulling it and like that's exactly what he used to do. He used to pull my hair, yank on your hair, yeah, yeah. And um, and it was interesting because then she goes, "Have any of you guys noticed coins lately?" And it was interesting because a few days before I even knew she was going to this reading, Mike and I were at the gym and Alex used to come box this every once in a while. Um, and one thing that Alex and I used to do is we were very like physical, like we were a very physical group of people. Like him and I always used to punch each other, like actually punch each other. And like people thought it was so weird because they're like, why are you punching a girl? And he's like, it's Rebecca. Like it's fine. It's fine. It's and not so, a girl. It's Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So um, I was doing crunches, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this quarter fall, like literally from the ceiling, falls and hits my stomach. And it like hit me right here. And I was like, what the hell? I'm looking around. There's no one. Like not even coaches in the gym. And I'm like by myself. I'm like, what the hell? So then Mike comes out of the bathroom. I'm like, did you throw this from somewhere? He goes, yeah, I just threw it from the bathroom. Like that's in the complete opposite direction. I'm like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> so then I was like, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. And then the next day I was at Wendy's, and I was grabbing my order, and I paid with the card because that's all I had on me. I had my card and my license. And I turned around. And I hear like this, like something hit the floor. And I turn around, and it was another coin. And like. It was just way too coincidental. And, like, I knew that that was a sign from, like, the other side. Yeah. Like, I just didn't make the connections. And I called my mom, and I texted Mike, and I was, like, freaking out. I'm, like, there's too much of a coincidence. <laughs> and then the, it's happening. Yeah. And then the psychic had acknowledged that that was, like, Alex trying to, like, come through Aww. and just say that he was there. So it was just so many things, like, and it just, like, made so much sense, though, that all this was, like, happening. And then as soon as we finished the recording Mike and I left to go home and as soon as we left his mom called us and said the house complete like all the lights went out in the house when everyone left it was just her and it was just so obvious that like it just made sense that he's still there yeah yeah. I wanted to end on that note I thought it was pretty cool oh my god yeah yeah all right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Just Ghouly Things. Um, so let's do our let's do our social media pitch. All right, let's well, do it. Follow us on Instagram, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Twitter, JGT Podcast. Facebook, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook group private page, Just Ghouly Things Podcast group and our oh uh, fuck group no it's it's all right you'll find it anyway mm-hmm. um but this is again it's a private group so you have to um you have to invite yourself and then one of us will accept you um but if you mess up we have no problem blocking your ass so don't be disrespectful <laughs> and then patreon <laughs> just coolly things podcast all right guys thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to boo later goodbye, goodbye.